0: It's Monday of the second week of Lent. Welcome to today's Lentcast. This is Father John Zolsdorf. Today, our Roman station is at San Clemente. This church sits atop various foundations of other churches going all the way down to a street of ancient Rome. There are archaeological digs for two stories beneath the present building, and you can visit them. At the lowest level, you are literally on the streets of ancient Rome, and there you will find even a pagan shrine to Mithras, a rival cult to the new Christian religion. This church seems to have been founded on a house church, perhaps even that of Clement himself, who may have been the Clement who was a successor of Peter, who wrote a letter to the Corinthians around the year 96. The church was destroyed when the Normans sacked Rome in 1084, and you see now the third construction. You enter the church through a courtyard, much like that which ancient Christians would have seen. The church today retains its beautiful inlaid Cosmatesque floor. The main event, however, is the incredible mosaic in the apse, which includes the oldest depiction in Rome of the suffering Christ. The inscription states, that there is a piece of the true cross contained therein. I always recommend to visitors who are going to Rome to go to this basilica. It will be one of the most interesting things that you do during a visit to the Eternal City. The final Angelus Address of His Holiness Pope Benedict XVI on the 24th of February 2013, the second Sunday of Lent. Dear brothers and sisters, on the second Sunday of Lent the liturgy always presents us with the gospel of the transfiguration of the Lord. The evangelist Luke places particular emphasis on the fact that Jesus was transfigured as he prayed. This is a profound experience of relationship with the Father during a sort of spiritual retreat that Jesus lives on a high mountain in the company of Peter, James, and John, the three disciples always present in moments of divine manifestation of the Master. The Lord, who shortly before had foretold his death and resurrection, offers his disciples a foretaste of his glory. And even in the transfiguration, as in baptism, we hear the voice of the Heavenly Father, This is my Son, the Chosen One, listen to him. The presence of Moses and Elijah, representing the law and the prophets of the Old Covenant, is highly significant. The whole history of the alliance is focused on him, the Christ, who accomplishes a new exodus, not to the promised land, and as in the time of Moses, but to heaven. Peter's words, Master, it is good that we are here, represents the impossible attempt to stop this mystical experience. St. Augustine says, Peter, on the mountain, had Christ... As the food of the soul, why should he come down to return to the labors and pains, while up there he was full of feelings of holy love for God that inspired in him a holy conduct? We can draw a very important lesson from meditating on this passage of the gospel. First, the primacy of prayer, without which all the work of the apostolate and of charity is reduced to activism. In Lent, we learn to give proper time to prayer, both personal and communal, which gives breath to our spiritual life. In addition, to pray is not to isolate oneself from the world and its contradictions, as Peter wanted on Tabor. Instead, prayer leads us back to the path, to action. The Christian life, I wrote in my message for Lent, consists in continuously scaling the mountain to meet God and then coming back down, bearing the love and strength drawn from him so as to serve our brothers and sisters with God's own love. Dear brothers and sisters, I feel that this word of God is particularly directed at me at this point in my life. The Lord is calling me to climb the mountain, to devote myself even more to prayer and meditation. But this does not mean abandoning the church. Indeed, if God is asking me to do this, it is so that I can continue to serve the church with the same dedication and the same love with which I have done thus far, but in a way that is better suited to my age and my strength. Let us invoke the intercession of the Virgin Mary. May she always help us all to follow the Lord Jesus in prayer and works of charity.